Hello, everyone, and happy Wednesday. My name is Steph. And I'm Lex. And this is Chasing Childhood, a weekly podcast where we revisit our childhood favorite movies and video games to see if they still hold up as adults. This week, we're reviewing a film that's not exactly quote-unquote (laughs) kid-friendly, but we have seen it a few times. That's right. Today, we're reviewing the 1993 comedy film Robin Hood Men in Tights. So first, we're going to get into some background info and fun facts about the making of Robin Hood. Then we'll get into our review and see if this comedy is timeless fun or if the jokes fall flat. Robin Hood Men in Tights is a 1993 adventure musical comedy film and a parody of the popular story of Robin Hood. The film was first produced and directed by Mel Brooks and co-written by Brooks, Evan Chandler, and J. David Shapiro from a story that Chandler and Shapiro created. The film stars Carrie Elwes, Richard Lewis, and the incredible Dave Chappelle in his film debut. Brooks also makes an appearance in a minor role, the first time he had appeared in one of his own films, not as a lead character, since Young Frankenstein. In addition to Brooks, Robin Hood features cameos from Brooks Films regulars Dom DeLuise, Dick Van Patten, and Rudy DeLuca. Robin Hood Men in Tights was ranked as the 45th highest grossing film in 1993. Yikes. Number one on that list is, of course, Jurassic Park. Yeah. <laughs> Robin Hood Men in Tights grossed about $67 million in the box office and was not one of Brooks' best grossing films in its theatrical release. I could be wrong, but I looked it up and I think I, I couldn't get a definitive answer. So from what I found, it looks like Blazing Saddles did the best in the box office for Mel Brooks. Um, it looks like it, it earned about $119.6 million. Although Brooks did mention that Robin Hood, Men in Tights, and Spaceballs are his two top-selling film via home video sales. Blazing Saddles is his bread and butter. I mean, that's his most famous one. That's the one everybody knows. So it makes sense that these were lesser known and were way more popular when they came out on VHS. Yeah. It's so funny that you say that because I've, I don't think I've ever seen Blazing Saddles in its entirety. I think I've always seen like bits and pieces of it, but I really only know Young Frankenstein front to back end to end. Like, yeah, that was the movie that I watched the most. Yeah, I've never seen Blazing Saddles at all. So Really? It's yeah, it's supposed to be his most famous one and you know, one that people rave about and I'm like I've never seen it. Right. I mean, I guess we have to watch it at some point here then. Oh lord. Uh, <laughs> who's nostal- who's nostalgic childhood would that be? Our dads. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So if you've never had the pleasure of seeing this insane movie, or you haven't seen it in a long time, here's a plot summary written by Jean-Marc Rocher on IMDb. Ooh. Yeah, it's a fancy little name. All right. Wee (laughs) wee. The standard story of Robin Hood. Evil Prince John is oppressing the people while good King Richard is away on the Crusades. Robin Hood steals from the tax collectors, wins an archery contest, defeats the sheriff, and rescues Maid Marian. In this version, however, Mel Brooks adds his own personal touch, parodying traditional adventure movies, romance movies, and the whole idea of men running around the woods in tights. (laughs) It's so funny. (laughs) Our little croissant summarized it perfectly. I love that. (laughs) All right, Lex, do you want to get into our fun facts? Yes. So the first fun fact is that Carrie Elwes based his performance in The Princess Bride, which came out in 1987, on Errol Flynn's portrayal of Robin Hood in The Adventures of Robin Hood, which came out in 1938. 
Fittingly, it was his performance in The Princess Bride that brought Elwes to Mel Brooks's attention. Honestly, it makes sense. He has such a Robin Hood aesthetic and Robin yeah. Hood like swagger, I guess. Yeah, he really in does. The Princess Bride that it makes complete sense that he went yeah, this guy does comedy and he does action and he's really right. good. And he already knows how to sword fight, so why not? Exactly. And honestly, I'm a little upset that we have yet to see Carrie Elwes in like a pirate movie. I know. I would have loved to see him as a grungy pirate in Pirates of the Caribbean. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> you just want to put everybody in Pirates of the Caribbean. I'm just, I just saying like, it just... I mean, Carrie Elwes is already one of our favorite like childhood crushes. Oh, yeah. At least I know for me it, he is. Like for sure. I I loved him as Wesley in The Princess Bride and even in this movie as Robin Hood. But just being a pirate makes you fifteen times more attractive, so my head might explode. Well, I mean, the dr- he was the dread pirate Roberts. He was the dread pirate Wesley. Like <laughs> Yeah. He kinda did it, but more pirate. We want Honestly, we want full-on pirate. Yeah, Carrie Elwes is still super good-looking, so I'm still kind of down for it today. (laughs) Yes, thank you. Just put him in the next Pirates of the Caribbean. We know you're making more. Yeah, put him in, what is it, the Margot Robbie ones that are coming out. Put him in. He could be her dad or something. I don't know. I'm down for it. Yeah, the Dread Pirate Elwes. Yeah. So my first fun fact is that when Dirty Ezio sets himself up in the tower to assassinate Robin Hood during the archery tournament, a sign can be seen behind him that reads Royal Folio Depository, which is an allusion to the Texas Book Depository building from which Lee Harvey Oswald shot and killed President JFK. Oh my gosh. (laughs) It's such a quick little detail. It's one of those things, you know when you watch a movie and you've seen it a hundred thousand times, but every time you watch it, you notice something new in it? Yeah. It's kind of one of those things where you can watch this a hundred thousand times and not notice that until (laughs) like your 50th rewatch. That's amazing. I did not even notice. Right? (laughs) My next fun fact is actually kind of funny. So Well, I guess, I mean, I would hope it was funny. It's a fun fact. But um, (laughs) when Mel Brooks first called Carrie Elwes to offer him the lead role in this film, Elwes thought it was a prank and hung up on him. I mean, I would, first of all, I would not hang up on Mel Brooks just as a general rule. (laughs) Even if it was a prank, I would not hang up. I'd be like, oh, you're so funny. So dinner Thursday, seven, what are you doing? Let's hang out. Let's talk your next movie. Um, Right. That's insane. I mean, I've heard of so many actors where they get a call and they're told, you know, we want you to play X, Y, Z. And they just kind of go, ha ha ha. No, good joke. But really, why are you calling? Right. <laughs> so it's funny. It's funny when people don't take things seriously. I, it just it's like a mark of humility almost like he didn't think he was good enough to be in a Mel Brooks movie. <laughs> right. And I also love that Mel Brooks didn't hold it against him. He wasn't yeah. just like a huge diva. And oh, this man's hung up on me. Let me not put him in my movie. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so funny. Yeah. So my last fun fact is that the pill latrine, the witch, offers the sheriff of Rottingham when he is dying is actually just a peppermint lifesaver mint. <laughs> I thought it looked like a lightsaber. Right? I watched it. I was like, is she just giving him a lifesaver mint? <laughs> oh, my God. I was like, they didn't even come up with a pill, <laughs> like a pill in the costume I department. Know. And I, I, I noticed the donut shape and I was like... That is for sure a lifesaver. Right? Like, that is, there's nothing else that looks like a donut that is, like, that 
bright white. Right. And I don't know if it was like a conscious choice to be that funny of, you know, we're going to yeah. actually put a lifesaver in this because ha ha ha, <laughs> you know, that's super funny. Because a lot of this movie yeah. we'll discuss is very tongue in cheek. So I was wondering if it was purposeful or if it was literally like somebody lost the actual right. pill that they were supposed to use and they just improvised. I mean, honestly, it's kind of genius to give someone who's dying a lifesaver. Yeah. Because, um, <laughs> I mean, and going back to the Princess Bride, they give him a giant pill to swallow like when yeah. he's dead. So it makes yeah. it makes more sense in this case, I guess. Yeah. I mean, who knows? Maybe it was purposeful. It's a lifesaver to save right. his life. Exactly. So. But um, good job, Mel. <laughs> good job. All right. So my last fun fact is that Robert Ridgely, who played the hangman in Robin Hood Men in Tights, also played the hangman in Blazing Saddles. Of course. They all come back <laughs> for their it's role. It's so funny to me. You know, just various actors just pop back up. Right. They never really go away. No. <laughs> they all just live together. <laughs> yes. Though I did read that when he was the executioner in Blazing Saddles, he actually had his eye patch over the other eye. So in this one, they had him wear it over <laughs> the opposing eye just as a joke. That's funny. Which is great. I just, his character was so funny, just cracking jokes and like <laughs> roasting Robin Hood as he's about to kill him. You know, the old saying, no noose is good noose. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about the ultimate dad joke. Ultimate. <laughs> All right, so let's jump into it. How much did we watch this as kids? Honestly, this is one of the only times that I've actually seen this all the way through. Yeah. I think we watched it a couple of times as kids, but we always had to jump around or close our eyes at a lot of parts. My parents made yeah. us do that because it was really, this is a very raunchy movie. At least they loved you a little bit. Yes. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Spoiler alert to anybody who's listening. Don't watch this with your children. It's a very raunchy movie. <laughs> it's It's got a lot of adult humor, a lot of adult innuendos, and some of them are not at all subtle. So, <laughs> Nope, not at all. Yeah, so we only watched it a few times. This is, again, probably the second time I've ever seen it all the way through. What about you? So I've seen this movie a few times. Um, my sisters are obviously a lot older than I am. Well, not like a lot older than I am, but you know how old they are. <laughs> you make them sound ancient. They're basically <laughs> cavemen. Um <laughs> They, back when I was younger, I remember we all shared an iTunes back when iTunes was like all the rage. Oh, yeah. And um, when I first got my iPod Nano back in the day, like that was the first one that had a screen and we were finally able to download movies onto our iPods. <laughs> Your little two inch screen. <laughs> exactly. And I remember just going on like trips to soccer tournaments and stuff like that. And this was one of the movies that my sister had bought on iTunes. So it was like one of the only movies that I had on my iPod. And I would just watch it to keep myself busy on long car rides. So I would say I've seen a lot of this movie. It's like, it's hard to explain because I've seen this movie a ton, but I've also only seen few a few parts at a time, if that makes sense. Because yeah. like I'll drive some, I used to go somewhere and then I would have to shut it off and then I would pick up where I left off. And so like I never actually sat down and watched the entire film until now. Right. Or you like always just watch the first 15 minutes or the first yeah. whatever over and over and over again. Exactly. Yeah, I get that. I get that. Exactly. So do you remember anything from this? I know you said you've seen bits and pieces, but what was most memorable to you as a kid? 
the most memorable thing to me that I always remember from this is the musical number when they're singing Men in Tights. <laughs> yes. Is the Men in Tights musical Tight, number. Tights. And then when Robin is singing from behind the white curtain to Marion <laughs> and everybody's yes. watching him. For some reason, those are the most memorable parts to me. I don't know why. Maybe because that was the only like real musical part other than Marion's song. They're so good. I don't know if that's just what drew in my childish spirit was like, ha yeah. they're in tights and they're dancing and they're singing. And <laughs> First of all, that is the best song when they're singing. We're men, <laughs> manly men, men in tights. Yes. <laughs> like, yes. That part where they go, yes, just had me in tears. It's so good. But uh, what about you? I don't know. I think I definitely remember his like for love at first sight moment with Maid Marian because as a kid, obviously... That's the first thing you think of when you think of Robin Hood. Right. Other than the action sequences when he shoots like 15 arrows on his one bow. <laughs> um, I will say the only other thing that I remembered about this film was when King Richard comes in at the end. Because it was so random. and Like you don't see him the entire time. And then he just comes in and makes out with Marion. And you're like, oh, okay. That's normal. <laughs> yeah. I remember being yeah. so mad about it when I was a kid because I was like, that's his girl. You know what I mean? I was like, that's Robin Hood's girl. Go away, King Richard. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, that's really it. And then like you said, the musical parts, obviously, those are the best. Yeah. I remember also being very confused because in the cartoon version, which we watched, I think, a lot more than we watched this. Oh, yeah. In the cartoon version, they kind of emphasize how, and even in other versions, that Marion is Richard and John's cousin. <laughs> so, Oh, really? Yeah. And so that's why King John, or Prince John, you know, never tries to marry her, never tries to, you know, do anything because she's his cousin. Oh. And so when he comes in and kisses her at the end, I remember being like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what? And I mean, honestly, I don't remember even watching the cartoon one that many times as a kid either. I think you and I were more into like the early 90s ones. I I did not know that. Yeah. At all. That is so strange. Yeah. Isn't that weird? It, I don't know if I don't even remember if in this movie they say that she's their cousin or not. But I was just like, uh, <laughs> how? They're not even the same animal. I know. <laughs> I'm confused. <laughs> I don't I don't get it. <laughs> Listen, I don't try to understand Disney family dynamics. What happened? <laughs> I can't even. So I guess let's get into what it was like for us to rewatch this as adults because Go for it. You start off. <laughs> <laughs> this movie this movie was so funny and so out there. Yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't know what to think about it. I was like, oh my goodness. It's such a fun time, but it's also so raunchy and I I don't even know. I don't know how to explain it. It's just a Mel Brooks movie. Like all you can really explain it as is it's a Mel Brooks movie. Yeah. Yeah. It It's so heavily into parody. You can't, first of all, don't take any yeah. of this movie seriously. The plot, the plot holes, all For of it. Sure. We're just going to ignore them because it's, it For sure. kind of felt like watching one of the, you know, the scary movies or watching, um, any of those parody films, you know, epic movie, any of those where every single scene is a joke. <laughs> yeah. None of it has any type of concrete or followable plot, I guess. Exactly. I mean, there's things there's things that tie together, but I mean, it's no different story than the one you've heard a million times with Robin Hood. It literally is the exact same story, but it's just every single scene is set up for somebody to have a funny punchline. Right. 
And honestly, I thought it was perfect that Dave Chappelle was in this because yes. it was very reminiscent to me of the Chappelle show. Yes. And just like how insane it was and how much fun it was. And honestly, I love him so much. Same. Like he <laughs> is the first comedian that I ever saw live. And he was amazing. Like if you ever get a chance to go see Dave Chappelle in person, live, whenever, just go. Yeah. Like I, if you ever got the opportunity, he's amazing. I think Tyler and I quote the Chappelle show at each other literally five times every day. <laughs> yes. It's so good. <laughs> F yo couch. Yeah, literally. So good. <laughs> but yeah, I he was cracking me up the entire time because they gave him the backwards baseball cap with yep. like Nike, was it the Nike shocks or whatever that you like pump up? Yep. Um, his character was incredible, but oh, that was the other thing that I remembered when I was a kid. The blind guy, Blinken, was <laughs> so funny to me throughout this entire thing. Oh my gosh. I remembered him like slightly as a kid, but I remember loving his character. Yeah. He was just so funny. Like during the part where they're all fighting. And he's literally fighting a post. (laughs) And then by the end of the fight, you see that he had shaved it down to like a a table leg. (laughs) I remember him being one of my brother's favorite characters. Because I remember distinctly the scene where they're trying to assassinate Robin during the tournament. And he catches the arrow. Yes. And they're like, how did you do that? He's like, I heard that coming from a mile away. I remember my, for some reason, I always remember my brother just dying of laughter during that for some reason he thought it was so funny because then he because then Blinken immediately turns and goes wait who said that like just now as an adult I can laugh at the parts where like he's reading playboy but he's obviously blind so he's got it in braille it's like what who comes up with yeah. <laughs> so funny yeah and that's another raunchy part yeah. again do not show this to children <laughs> but if you want to watch with your friends make a drinking game out of it great yeah. do it. <laughs> every time there's a joke or like something subtle that is just a play on words take a shot oh yeah Oh, yeah. And I'm sad because I feel like there's a lot of Blazing Saddles references and jokes in this that I just did not get because I never saw it. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I just, I laughed so much at this movie. Same. Sometimes at how ridiculous things were. Sometimes at how funny they were. I will never not love young Carrie Elwes. Yeah, he's super fine. I thought it was funny that Mel Brooks movies, at least from what I've seen, have kind of like social commentary undertones. Just from the beginning when Robin Hood goes to jail and they give him a beard so that he can fit in with all the other men in there. (laughs) And then he talks to an African-American man and he says he was arrested for jaywalking and put in jail for like life. I was like, wow, they are going in right now. Literally. I just... There's so much that goes on in this movie. I really don't even know where to go from here. Like, I don't know. It's just so much happens in this movie. So many things that I forgot about or just completely went over my head as a child. Yeah. Thank goodness that I was more focused on the musical numbers and the dancing and the singing than I was about some of these plot lines. It's really, yes, it's really funny. I guess I had seen maybe parts as well of the original Robin Hood, the Kevin Costner one that they like to make fun of a lot in this. Oh, really? I think I'd seen parts of it because for some reason in my mind, when I started this, I thought Alan Rickman was the sheriff and then I'm watching it and I'm like, that's not Alan Rickman. (laughs) (laughs) 
it's so funny because I've heard about that version and I've heard about how horrible it is, like how awful his accent was the entire time. Um, so I've just avoided it, honestly. Yeah, it's it's really funny because they did get a lot of people who actually look very similar <laughs> to the original Robin Hood cast. Yeah. Um, like, especially Maid Marian. She looked very similar to the original actress from it. And they did a very good job at, you know, parodying with her. But yeah, I was very confused when it started. And I was like, that's not Alan Rickman. I thought that was Alan Rickman. Right. And it's funny that you mentioned that, too, because Carrie Elwes even calls him out and he's like, I can actually do an English accent. Like, he's... And there's like an every single dubbed version, because it doesn't make sense to say that in like all of the dubbed versions, because I guess not everybody, it doesn't like yeah. translate well or the joke doesn't land. So there's like all these dubbed versions where he says different things during that part. So really looking at the different dubbed versions. So, yeah, in the German in the German one, he says, because I, unlike some other Robin Hoods, do not cost the producers five million. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Apparently, the German word for cost is Kosten, which sounds like Costner, <laughs> um, like Kevin Costner. Um, mm-hmm. Yep. And then in the French and Italian versions, he says, I do not dance with wolves um, <laughs> in Quebec. The translation becomes, unlike other Robin Hoods, I accept that I wear tights. Um, cause R- Kevin Costner refused to wear tights in the 1991 film. Yeah. And in the Hungarian version, he says, because unlike Kevin Costner, I have a shapely bottom, which is a reference oh to the infamous gosh. fact that Costner used a body double during his nude scene. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. It's just, con- they literally went to great lengths to roast Kevin Costner as much as they could. <laughs> I love that so much. I mean, I don't know enough about Kevin Costner. I don't know enough about the dude if he was worth roasting. (laughs) Right. And it's funny because he's actually in, he's the main character in one of my favorite movies ever. Field Field of of Dreams. Dreams. (laughs) Yes. Yes. So I'm like, I'm like, uh, I don't know. (laughs) I felt kind of bad for him. But then I was like, all right, lay it on him. This is a comedy. I don't know. I don't know enough. (laughs) Is he a massive diva? I have no idea. I have no concept. (laughs) The world may never know. But yeah, I... I if there were so many small parts in this like the tiniest little details that they put in that just made it all the funnier like for example when the bad guys ride in and they are making their own theme music as they're riding in. yes <laughs> <laughs> or how the whole time you see Prince John every time you see him his mole moves yes <laughs> it's so funny that destroyed me when he goes wasn't your mole on the other side of your face and he goes I have a mole (laughs) I literally laughed out loud it was so so good oh my goodness just very cleverly put in humor including the part where they're going over all of Robin's family and how they all died while he was away and they're like they're like, you know, your dad died in the Crusades or whatever, and then your mom died of pneumonia. And he goes, yes. my brothers. And he's like, your brothers got the plague. And he goes, my dog. And he's like, your dog got hit by a carriage. He goes, my goldfish. He goes, your goldfish got eaten by the cat. My cat? Your cat choked on the goldfish. <laughs> and he's like, oh, it's good to be home. <laughs> I literally died. It was it's so amazing. good. <laughs> oh my goodness. It's amazing. And then I laughed out loud with the circumcision guillotine that they pulled out. Yeah. <laughs> it's so bad. 
or when the horse moved for um, Broomhilda when she tries to jump off the ledge and like land on her horse and the horse just backs up like you've got to be kidding me poor Broomhilda (laughs) the jokes about her made me so sad I was like, yeah. leave her alone. They were for sure fat shaming her, but at the yeah. same time, it was hilarious that the horse was like, no, <laughs> like, I am not breaking my back because you want to jump from the second story onto me. I feel like that horse would have walked away from anybody. It was it was not here to play games. Yeah. The One of the other parts that really got me was, was when they pull out their scripts. Yes. Oh, my God. I died. Because it was funny when it was funny when Carrie Elwes did it because it was like, ha, ha, ha. He's like, I should have another shot. Let me see the script. Yes. And then when Prince John and the sheriff also pulled out their scripts and all the scripts were leather bound. So funny. It was really good. I enjoyed that. I also enjoyed when the, that in that same scene when the arrow came back and made everybody do the wave all the way around. Yes. <laughs> so good. The one thing that I will say I cringed at was the creepy lady. The one that gave the sheriff a lifesaver. Uh, Latrine. Yes. She was so strange. Like she gave me such sexual predator energy. And I was like, oh my gosh. But her character was really funny though and like I know that was supposed to be her character like she's supposed to be really creepy and like over a zealous fan of the sheriffs yeah yeah she was supposed to be a super big fan girl and did you know that the scene where he actually falls through the roof yeah and lands with her and she tries to accost him they completely improvised that scene. Yeah, like it was not written, was not supposed to happen, and the two of them thought it would be so funny. So they com- they just totally yes. improvised that. That was so funny. But yeah, her her whole part was like, <laughs> I was like, girl, you are not needed in this movie. But it was really funny. Um, <laughs> I thought she was great. I thought she yeah she kind of reminded me one of the wife from the Princess Bride, the old like yes. wife of Mad I was Max. Thinking like, that. She reminded me of that, but then she also it was like almost the two of them combined. Like she was some weird witch and creepy. Yeah, she uh, she was also really funny. So I kind of enjoyed her little flavor that she brought. <laughs> I mean, honestly, they both definitely deserved each other at the end because, like you said, she's like a really creepy witch, and he was obviously a piece of crap throughout the entire movie. They deserved so, each other. <laughs> yeah, she deserves her happiness, and he deserves a little bit of torture. Um, yeah. So <laughs> when she dragged him out at the end, I was dead. <laughs> yes, I did think it was hilarious though that Prince John lost and. Maid Marian was like, I'm over it. I'm not, I'm done with you. Like her and Robin Hood end up together. But then Prince John still ends up at the wedding for some reason. I'm like, if you just got accused of stealing the crown and obviously you got defeated, why are you going to their wedding? (laughs) And like, yeah. And then um, King Richard shows up. Yeah, right. He came to the wedding. Like, yeah, what? I didn't understand why they just kept him alive. I don't know if maybe they felt like they couldn't punish him or yeah. they were just going to hold him until King Richard get, got back because you can't kill royalty or something. I don't know. Yeah. Like I said, don't look too hard into the plot holes. Right. <laughs> They're not going to make any sense. It was just so funny to me that, like, first of all, they were so petty that they were like, 
oh, we're going to make Robin Hood sit and watch the wedding between Maid Marian and the sheriff, like with a noose around his neck. Right. And then later on, Prince John just shows up to to Robin Hood's wedding. I'm like, what is happening? The whole movie is about uh, unwilling wedding attendees. Yes. <laughs> the whole movie. I'm just like, what is happening? Like, <laughs> what, is, what is happening? <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> what is going on? So what was your favorite part about this movie? I should say, what was your favorite part in this movie as an adult now? I think my favorite part of the movie now as an adult was the scene where during the party, Robin topples all of the guards. Oh my gosh. When he does that full chain domino reaction and all of, I mean, they're clearly, there's no one in them. They're very clearly just statues. But for me, that was really impressive. Yeah. One, because I know that it took them a really long time to get that all set up. But then two, I don't know how many shots they did it, but to perfect it yeah. to the point where it literally just goes all the way around. I thought that was really impressive. Yeah. I mean, it was very funny, but it was also just, I was watching it and I was like, this just keeps going. Yeah. Like, that's really impressive. The scene, the scene never ends. <laughs> They're still the falling. The never ends. <laughs> They're still falling. And every time you think that you've reached the end, another row of them falls down. And you're like, how did they do this? So that was very impressive. But what about you? I love the part where Achu, which is Dave Chappelle's character, and Robin are walking through the woods. And they come to a bridge. And they're trying to cross the bridge. And little John blocks them. Yes. And they're like, okay, we need to fight now so that I can get across the bridge, right? Right. And Dave Chappelle, Dave Chappelle is just like, you could literally walk around the bridge yeah. and just jump over the creek. And Robin's like, it's the principle of the fact. And then that whole entire fight scene just had me cracking up because every time they hit sticks with each other, neither of them used a sword. They just used sticks. Yep. And like every time they hit their sticks to the other person's stick, like it would break in half. So their sticks kept getting smaller and smaller and yes. smaller. Until like Robin Hood was just hitting little john on the hand he was like ow <laughs> that honestly that's part. how i fight <laughs> yes that whole part was so funny to me or the lend me your ears <laughs> when everyone yes. he just gets hit with like 15 ears <laughs> i was like what is happening like is it, this movie is so left field it's just everything that happens so crazy. it has really big monty python energy as well it does monty python kind of has a coherent ish plot um but this kind of kind of but this <laughs> it's just it's just chaos it's chaos and funny jokes and everything is in reference to important events at the time or just making fun of other movies it's re- it's really funny oh and then i forgot after after they fight on this tiny little bridge and he gets across the creek. Little John falls into the water and he's like, I'm drowning. Meanwhile, he's like in two inches of it's water. A creek. Yes. <laughs> and he's on his back. Yeah. He's flailing and he's like, I'm drowning. Same. <laughs> Me. <laughs> it's a mood. It is so funny. And then the last note that I have is that I am such a sucker for a good like medieval crimped hair job yes literally yes made marion's hair was fabulous the entire time it was the move yes it honestly i realizing that i really love big curly hair or big crimpy hair yeah just like it's just so pretty yeah and i'm like it's just so beautiful and i was like obsessed with it i was watching her hair the whole movie and i was like i know it's probably a wig but I want it. Right? <laughs> I want it. And for me, it gave me the flashback to um, 
well, I know this obviously came after it, but um, to Snow White and the Huntsman with Charlize Theron. And I know that movie got like yes. not the best reviews, but I actually really enjoy that movie. Um, just the whole. <laughs> I love Charlize. <laughs> yes. She is the best part about that movie. And with her hair just being long and so curly. And I think it's the combination of the hair and the medieval outfits. Like I am just. I'm such a sucker for the gowns that they used yeah. to wear and the hair. Like it's, it's gorgeous. I love it. Yeah. So beautiful. No, very, very big fan thinking of this for a potential Halloween costume. <laughs> yes. I mean, we just honestly need to have a ball at some point. Like I would love a ball. Yes. I guys, you heard it here first. We are going to have a ball. We are. We are going to all wear big hair and yes. we're going to wear really big dresses and none of us will be able to move or, or breathe. breathe. <laughs> <laughs> we and you're all invited. You're all invited. Come if you dare. All 12 of you. All, all 12 <laughs> listeners. Shots fired on us. Yeah. We're always roasting ourselves. All two listeners. Um, Our numbers are dropping after that. Aw, <laughs> mom. Our mom. You know it's going to get bad if our moms stop listening. Yeah, truly. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So I guess our final question would be, the moment of truth would you change anything about this movie is there anything that you would change to make it better is it even possible to for this movie to get better is it simply just like chaos in comedy form and shouldn't be touched i think the only thing i would change i just cringed really hard at the fat shaming with Broomhilda. i just that just makes me like um, massively uncomfortable um, but that's probably mm-hmm. the only thing I would change just because I just don't find those jokes funny at all. So yeah, <laughs> everything else I thought was really funny. And like you said, Dave Chappelle was the best character. So like, oh my gosh, yes. But yeah, so I thought Dave Chappelle was the best character. I thought a lot of the jokes landed really well. They were still really funny and it was so over the top. But yeah, yeah, I think that the Broomhilda thing is probably the only thing I changed. What about you? See, I think the only thing that I would change is the fact that I didn't get to see Carrie Elwes as a pirate. (laughs) I'm totally kidding. Uh, (laughs) I have a problem. I have a pirate problem. But yeah, I don't think that I would really change anything. The only thing that I would say wasn't really necessary that was included in this film was the whole um, chastity belt thing. And I know it was just like another running joke thing. Yeah. But honestly, the plot would have been fine without it. And yeah, it really like this film really could have been kid friendly or like not as sexualized or whatever yeah with those parts you know what I mean so no I totally agree but it also didn't bother me as much I think it was less of an issue now that we're adults so we were like ha 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 it's a sex joke yeah but yeah this movie genuinely could have been family friendly if they took out the chastity belt or took out yeah um you know, blinking, feeling up the statue or whatever. Like <laughs> there were things they yeah. could have taken out um, that could have made it family friendly. But again, I think this movie was technically made for adults and we watched it as kids. Right. Kind of like Austin Powers. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And like I said, honestly, I'm not going to hold it against them. It's a Mel Brooks film. It's yeah. obviously not supposed to be for kids. But that was the one thing that I was thinking to myself, like, oh, this could have been a family friendly movie yeah. if you just took out these certain parts and it also like in my opinion felt like it took forever like yeah I really enjoyed watching it and it was a really fun movie but I got like halfway through and I was like is this over yet and it's yeah only halfway through 
Yeah, it was very long. It felt like as great as a lot of the jokes were, it just felt like everything was a stand-up act and you were just getting through each scene was its own (laughs) stand-up comedy act. (laughs) Yeah. And it really, it really wasn't that horrible. Like the time really wasn't that horrible, but it, it was one thing that I noticed and I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, that is one thing that I would have changed a little bit, maybe made it a little shorter, but you know how you can make it shorter? Take out the chastity belt stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Exactly. All right. Well, heading into our critic ratings on IMDb, Robin Hood Men in Tights received a 6.7 out of 10, a 40% critic rating on Rotten Tomatoes, but an 81% audience score on Rotten Tomatoes and three out of five stars on Common Sense Media. That's so funny that the critic score literally doubled for the audience score. That is amazing. You know... it always, it always do. <laughs> Critics are always like, this is terrible. Yes. And then the audience is always like, this is great. What are you talking <laughs> about? <laughs> I don't know why I suddenly turned like very New York there. What are you talking right. about? <laughs> you come into my home. That was another thing. They also had like medieval mafia people. Yeah, they fully did a Godfather impression in right. this movie. <laughs> On the eve of my daughter's wedding. <laughs> It's so funny because anytime I hear that or like think of mafia people, I think of the um, the little mouse from Zootopia. No, yeah. <laughs> he's like, he's like, freeze him. And she's like, no, this is the lady that saved me from getting smushed by a donut. <laughs> like it's it also giving us a little shout out. Go check out this episode. It also reminds me of when Robert De Niro was in Shark Tale. <laughs> Shameless plug, so go watch it. Shameless plug. We I just said this. go watch it. Go listen. What is wrong with you me? You know, if you want to stare at your screen while listening to it, we make no judgments. This is a safe zone. Yes, and our logo's adorable, so just... Yeah, go check it out. Our new logo that Lex made, it's beautiful. Thanks. Please Thanks. take a peek at it if you haven't already. I wish that you would sit and watch the logo as you listen to us. <laughs> she put hard work into it. <laughs> that would make me feel good about myself. <laughs> so now it is time for our ratings. All right. All right. So we will rate this film on a scale of A plus to F minus. A plus meaning this film is comedy gold. The songs are fantastic. And this is the best version of Robin Hood you'll find. <laughs> F minus meaning this is a disgrace to all Robin Hood films. Maybe. <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't stop laughing. <laughs> Ooh, okay, I will get through this. <laughs> I will survive. You got this. F minus meaning this is this is a disgrace to all Robin Hood films. Most, if not all, the jokes fall short, and I am currently throwing away all of my tights. <laughs> <laughs> based on this, based on this rating scale. What would you rate Robin Hood? Lex is losing it. What would you? I think Mel Brooks melted my brain a little bit. I would rate this as a B, maybe a B minus. Um, I don't think it's something I would watch on my own. Yeah. I would it's not something I would immediately be like, I gotta watch Robin Hood Men in Tights, but I'd watch it again. It's another <laughs> one of those films where if somebody else suggested it, I'd be like, sure, why not? It's funny. Um I think it's a really good film to watch with your friends. I'm not throwing away my tights. I think I actually did throw them all away in like two thousand nine. <laughs> I haven't 
own tights in a million years. <laughs> but yeah, I think it's a it's a solid it's a solid B B minus. <laughs> what about you? This is the best Robin Hood film out there. Like I'm just, uh, just kidding. Be quiet. <laughs> I will fight you. <laughs> right here on the podcast. I own thirty seven <laughs> pairs of tights because of this movie. Um <laughs> I would rate this film a B. I thought this was hilarious. I laughed way too much at this film. And I think, as usual, the critics were a little too hard on it. I think it was a good time and it was really funny. Just don't watch it with your kids around. Yeah, agreed. 100%. Yeah, and it's not even that there's like cursing or anything. It's just inappropriate in some parts. But as an adult, we find that hilarious. So like, yeah, yeah, no, it's definitely a good movie for adults and it's a good movie to watch I think as a friend group yeah. just with all your friends. It's it's very funny and again, it's one of those parody movies, so it's like scary movie, epic movie, just one of those where everything is a callback to either other movies or it's making fun of, you know, the actual original version of this or yeah. it's just every single thing is set up for some type of real world joke and it's a good time. It's really really funny. Yeah, so go pull out your iPod Nanos. Watch this movie. Watch it on your two-inch screen and get really bad eye strain. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. All right, everybody. Well, be sure to give us a rating on whatever platform you're tuning in on. We appreciate any and all feedback. Also, be sure to follow us on Instagram at Chasing Childhood Podcast and on Facebook at Just Chasing Childhood. Yep, we just made a big announcement on Friday, so be sure to follow us to check it out and stay up to date on everything coming up. Go look at it. Flee. Go. Go to all of your social media platforms. Like our post. Go see it. Go take a peek. Go now. Go. Flee. And while you're at it, (laughs) go buy tights. You need them. Yeah. (laughs) Go get some tights. Go like the post. Go check out our social media. Do it. We believe in you. We're so appreciative of you guys. And thanks for joining. You know what? While you're at it, just go listen to every episode as well. Just just do it. Tell tell all your friends. Yeah. Tell your friends. Go re-listen to episodes. Go compare how bad we sounded in our first view. (laughs) We hopefully sound better now. I hope so. God. Oh, embarrassing. Oh my gosh. All right, everybody. Rough. Well, thank you so much for joining. We'll see you next week. Bye guys. Bye.